Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square can't shine as bright as you. I swear it's true. God, it was true. 23-10-20-033-258 There's something strange about being on a precipice, isn't there? A man on the edge with this oddly visceral desire to hurl himself over it, as if the mind's only reasonable solution to the altitude is to think, well, fuck this, and rather than accept defeat to the cliff or balcony, the body concludes it must simply end itself. You don't actually want to, and you don't actually do it, but something about that bird's eye view makes you really fancy doing the opposite of a bird and just fall. You can stand at the edge of a train station platform, look at the tracks and think, I wonder what would happen if I just jumped, and you know before asking that you'd probably die, but there's still a morbidity that can't help but imagine doing it. An absurd, erotic sighing in the space between your eyes, like the whisper of a woman after midnight. The Call of the Void. L'Appel du Vide, in its original French. Of course, the French were the ones to give it its own phrase. It's life's most paradoxical way of appreciating itself, and the explanation is purely human. We're curious of the drop because we're stupid monkey men and we lurch back from it because we're affirming our will to live. The way I see it, it's the urge to sabotage ourselves, the way in which millennia has conditioned us to do so. There are all manner of precipices in life. To fall from any one of them may either barely scathe us or break our bodies entirely. A young boy jumping from the branches of a tall tree may think he makes the same fall as a man from the roof of a building, but he does not. When he grows up, he'll realize the tree really is not very tall at all. He was merely smaller then. As we lie late into the night and only just put our phones down to close our eyes, we are both on the precipice of falling asleep and in love. And if two people stand at the edge of the same plane door preparing to jump from it, they won't be experiencing the same lapel du vide. One may jokingly scream, we're gonna die over the wind, and... They'd only be half right. Except, a precipice isn't so daunting when you know it won't kill you. That's why I jumped. That's... I... If I'd known, I would never have... But... Falling's always been my downfall. That's one of the most maddening things about life. You never really know anything, do you? And certainly... You never, ever know in death. I think that's why people are so afraid of it. Why they'll do anything to run from it, even though every one of us is inescapably drawn in by the call of the void. I think it was an author I found as a child that once wrote, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft. Nothing gets by you, does it? Comes with the occupation. How long have you been there? Long enough. 
Tell me about it. Oh, Kit. Don't touch me! My... my feet hurt. Only your feet? How new? I'm tired of dancing. But you do it so well. Just me? I can't dance. And I thought it was me who couldn't. Yet we do. We don't. <laughs> we don't. You little tease. You're the tease. Dressed like that, you're so... Handsome. Absurd. Antagonizing. Alluring. There he is. I see him now. That spark in your words. My god, it makes me hot. I wonder what that's like for you. Absurd. Antagonizing. Alluring. You're funny. Only to you. Oh, and now you're sad. Permanently so. It's who and what I am. You've become grim from your weeping. Yet you can't spare just one day to weep for me. Perhaps that is why we dance. Oh, you are cruel to me. We dance because you permit me nothing else. Maybe so. Yet you know why that is. And sometimes I wonder if there is ever anything you don't know. You know there is. And the collateral is marvelous. Love is a torment. Love is a pleasure. Perhaps. Though sometimes I forget what that is. Do you truly no longer pleasure in your work? Sometimes. Sometimes not. It's Moorish, I suppose, but admittedly monotonous overall. A chance why you captivate me so. Truly, it is a wonder you imagine yourself thus enamored. Aren't I? You can't love me. Can't I? You can't love. Is it not love that I shed? You stole love from someone I cared about dearly. I cannot help my beauty. You cannot help your selfishness. I cannot help what I am. There's only so much the universe permits of each of us, and I am resigned to my purpose. I have tried to make meaning out of it for you. Do I not bring people together? Do I not unite hearts in anguish? The anguish that you cause. It was not me who caused this. <sighs> I am lonely, Kit. I don't like feeling this at all, but I somehow think I have to feel it. Welcome to being alive. Is this truly what it is to be like you? I don't know how I could answer that. My heart hurts. And how are your feet? Numb. We've been dancing such a long time. And so slowly the echoes slip in. The edges of you keep me here. Oh, kid. Can I kiss you? Not yet. Please. Give me your arm. Fell for that one once already, didn't I? Give me your arm, kid. 23-10-20-033258. Almost. Only almost. Is this denial? We're not back at the beginning, are we? Not yet, no. But I'd like to be. I can help you reflect, if you'd like. I rarely have the chance. Speak, until I truly know every bit of you by heart. Quite the plunge, I'm sure. Not as deep as we face now. Take me back 15 years, though I only want to see snapshots, I promise. I'm sure you're capable, if I am. Now that is a long way down the rabbit hole. But still, the rabbits never get lost. Until they realize the tunnel belongs to the fox.
jumping from there, you're going to get yourself killed. But if I'm jumping, I know where I'm going, so I won't get hurt. But what if you fall? That's why it's fun. Oh, come down. You're far too high up. I've been up higher buildings. Come on. Before the ants eat all our picnic. Anyway, buildings aren't high enough either. High enough for what? Escaping gravity. Escaping gravity? That's the only thing that would make me fall, but... If I go to space, I won't. You're not going to get to space from that tree. If I can jump far enough. Kit, no. Kit, yes. Kit. Wait. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) No, 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 Mum, get off. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Why do you always insist? I'm doing the opposite of what I say. Not just you, Mummy. I don't do what my teachers tell me either. Oh, kid. You really are incorrigible. What does that mean? It means extremely stubborn and naughty in your case. And pirates don't go leaving treasure for naughty boys, now do they? But pirates are naughty too. Not the ones in our garden. They're all very polite and only dig in your sandpit instead of in my sunflowers. Do they really live in the garden? Oh, yes. They must be very small pirates. Why is that? Our pond can't fit a very big ship. How can they be small when they leave such a big footprints? Well, you have big feet too. Oh, you cheeky little thing. (laughs) For that, I'll send a message to the captain and tell him to find a new boy to bury things for. No, don't, don't, that's not fair. Wait, I have a question. Ooh, you've never had one of those before. How do you send messages to the ship? Where, where is it? Are you the only one who hey, knows Hey, them? hey, 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 that's more than one question, kid. Slow down. But if I slow down too much, I'll never finish, and you'll never get to answer. You're too clever for your own good, you know that? That's what Daddy used to say. Yes, I remember... Well, Kit, you're going to have to keep a secret. I'm good at keeping secrets. Are you sure? Because this is something the captain has asked me not to tell anyone. Not even you. Why? It's very peaceful where the pirates live, Kit. They spent so long sailing the seven seas that when they got to where they are now... They never wanted another ship to interrupt their plunders ever again. So now they sail around the moon, gliding on the tides that she helps provide. Who's she? The moon, of course. In stories, the moon is always a she. And do the pirates really live with her? Oh, yes. (laughs) During the day, their ship is anchored on the dark side of the moon, so it's forever kept a secret from prying eyes. The captain fell in love with her, you see. Because she's so beautiful. Because she's so powerful. (laughs) She creates the tides of all the seas. (laughs) And when he learned that she was what made the thing he loved most, he knew he wanted nothing more than to never be apart from her. How did he get to her? He flew his ship like an enormous bird out of the water. It sailed up through the air, through the clouds, and into the sky. He escaped gravity. Not quite. The moon uses gravity to shift the tides, so he'd never want to escape it. What made him fly? He's never told me that. 
I've sent letters to his crew members, but they always say something different. I even asked the moon, but she can only speak at night when I'm fast asleep. But I think it was love that helped him fly. Ooh, that was gross. <laughs> How do you get your letters to them? Oh, lots of different ways. I, I try and invent new ones every so often. Once, I floated a big yellow balloon up. <laughs> Another time, I built a catapult from a pair of shoes, an elastic band, and half a pineapple. <laughs> but the best way is to write it down on a paper airplane and throw it up the chimney. You must get your aim just right or it'll get stuck. But I know I've managed it because every morning you find something new in your sandpit. <laughs> Mummy? Yes, Kit? How do you know the captain? Were you a pirate once too? I suppose you could say that. We certainly had many adventures, but uh, sailing was never for me. I'm much happier here on land with you. What kind of adventures? Well, you were one of them. Our biggest adventure of all. Did you love the captain, Mummy? Yes, kid. I did. Oh. But if Love sent his ship up to the moon, then why doesn't it bring you up to him? I, I don't love him anymore. That's all right. I love you. Because you're here on the ground, I don't have to go anywhere. Did I make you sad? No, darling. You make me very, very happy. Oh, the sun is hiding behind a cloud. Do you want your coat? No, thank you. I'm not cold. All right, then. So, tell me. Why do you want to escape gravity, Mr. Holloway? I want to touch the sun. Why's that? It, it looks soft. I think it would be soft. Is that all? No. I want to be with the stars. They seem like they'd be kind. Kind stars? Well, all the brightest things in life are kind. You're kind, Mummy. And I have big feet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Kit. Never look for something impossibly wonderful in places or people that are impossibly far away. The best things are the smallest and closest to your heart, like, like kindness or an extra smiley server at the coffee shop. Of course, it's good to have wonder, but you should never let it take control of what you see. Your head can be filled with starlight because mine is too. But your feet must remain on the ground. Remember that. I won't forget. But nothing's impossible until it's proved to be so. I read that in a book somewhere. Which book? Um, I forgot. <laughs> so maybe one day I will touch the sun, Mummy. And maybe the sun will be kind as well as soft. And how will you get there? Uh, I'll fly. Duh. With what wings? I don't know. I'll make some. What'll they be made of? Paper. Paper? <laughs> Extraordinary. All right, you. Look here. Ooh, what's that? This is a paper crane, Kit. 
It's pretty. Isn't it just? What's it for? Go on and take it, darling. Birds can fly. You agree? So can planes. <laughs> Very funny. This bird can't fly, though, can it? Anything can fly if you throw it hard enough. That's not flying. That's falling. Birds don't fall. But you're a person. I don't understand. Go on. Make your paper bird fly. If it does, so will your paper wings. And you. <laughs> that was the test round. I'm doing it for real now. Mm, whatever you say. <laughs> One day it will fly. I know it will. You must remember to still be happy, even if it doesn't. That's something you need to learn about life, Kit. It's full of disappointments and compromises, but you must always remember to smile. I know. But I also know I'll be really happy when it does fly. Would you like me to teach you how to make them? What for? It was something my mummy used to do for me. Every time something made me sad, she would make me a crane and we'd sail it off down the river. <laughs> when it was gone, I, I didn't feel sad anymore. I'm not sad. So what if we make them for things that make you happy? And we write down exactly what that was on the wings so you'll always remember to smile when you are sad. Okay. But can we sail mine down the river too? What for? I want to share them. Share them? I don't know. Maybe someone will pick it up. Maybe it'll just sink and then the fish would have them. <laughs> or, or I, I don't know. But maybe, maybe it would be like sharing a smile with someone. That's what you always do. Is it? Uh-huh. I've seen you sometimes. When you think I've gone to bed and you do your painting. I don't mean to stay up past my bedtime. I just like to watch you paint and everything. You always use blue. It's a sad colour. And yellow, which I think is happy. But you you don't smile. You don't smile unless someone else is there. Uh, That's because you like to share it, right? I suppose so. Yes. I like making people smile, too. Well, you certainly have no trouble with it. You're too good for this world, Kit. You have to say that. You're my mum. And that means I know you best. So I can't possibly be wrong. The sun's back. It's so pretty. Yes, it is. Maybe I'll paint it for you one of these days. And the mountains. I like the mountains. What mountains? There aren't many round here. I mean the ones at home. This is home now, Kit. You know that, don't you? I know. I do, Mum. But... Mm. I miss England too, pet. But we can't get all tangled up in sad things, can we? Not when it's so lovely today. Come on now. Lie down with me. Just listen to the clouds while they sing. Clouds can't sing. They don't have mouths. Not if you don't believe it. <laughs> One day, Mum, I really am going to touch the sun. One day. And it'll be warm and soft and purr like a golden cat. Mm, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs>
Can I have the crane a second, darling? What are you going to do? I'm going to start you a bucket list. Bucket list? A list of all the things you want to do while you're alive. Oh, but that must be such a long list, because I really want to go to McDonald's later. And also... <laughs> no, no, Kit. This is a list of only the really important things. The things that you've always dreamed of doing but never did. What are you writing? Number one. Touch the sun. But this one, we won't send down the river. It's your dream. And only yours. Hello, Miranda Holloway speaking. Frank, this, this is, what time even is it over there? I, why are you calling? No, no, not this again. I don't believe you. You're not seeing him. He's my boy. He's mine. And you, he stopped being yours when you, Frank, I said no. Do you know how long it took for me to even be able to look at him again? I couldn't kiss him goodnight without thinking it was you. You ruined him. You ruined my own son for me. He's not ours, and he's especially not yours. You think I came back to America for fun and fancy, do you? <laughs> Nothing here is yours anymore. Not Kit Holloway. Not the dog, not the car, not even me. Yes, he takes my name, and he's proud of it. Unlike the father he never could be. I bet you don't even know how old he is this year. He turns eight, just so you know. Oh, don't you call me that. It won't make me fall in love with you again. Nothing could make me do that. If anything, I think that would be the unkindest thing you could do to me. Or Kit. <sighs> to think, I really thought coming home would mean I was free. I left everything to follow you halfway across the world when I was 20 years old. And the second I finally take it back, here you come to take it too. How did you even get this number? Was it Nancy, that nosy little... <laughs> I'll say whatever I want about Nancy. I should have known from how much you always seemed to like her that you'd shoot off like you did. But no, I was wrong to trust you. And you know something, Frank? I am happy being wrong. If I was right all the time, I think I'd shoot myself to save on ever having to be humble. But I don't need that. Because Kit humbles me in a way that you, and what I thought was your greatness, never could. 
My boy has greatness in him. Just started school and he's already on top of the class in creative writing, reading books that the older years read and finishing them faster than anyone. My kid is going to touch the sun one day. And when he does, the whole world will be kind again. And if then he wants to see you, he can choose to do so. But until then, I will not let you near him. Goodbye, Frank. Tell your little British bimbo to keep her nose out of my business. Sailor, what are you doing home so late? It's already dark outside. You didn't pick me up from school. Oh. Oh. Who, who brought you back? I walked. Oh, kid, no, you didn't. You, you shouldn't have done that. It's dangerous for you to keep walking. I by. didn't know what to do. Well, what about asking Mrs. King? You're already friends with her little girl, aren't you? Mum, it's fine. I got here okay. Well, you might not have done. I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't there today. I didn't realize. And I won't ever let it happen again. I promise. So promise me you'll never walk home by yourself or, or, or anywhere until you're more grown up. Mommy. Promise me. I promise. I'm sorry. It's all right, darling. Come here. Give me a cuddle, eh? Mommy, you smell funny. Do I? You smell like Daddy used to. Breath's all... Bleh. Please don't say that, Kit. It's not very nice to tell people they smell. Sorry. I know. Mum? Yes? Were you... Were you crying just now? I... No. No, Kit, I wasn't. I... I think I just dozed off in my chair. Mommy's very tired today. Oh. Okay. Are you all right? I will be. Yes, baby. I, I'm just going to make supper. You okay to do your first few bits of homework by yourself? Yeah. Mm, good boy. <laughs> Can't believe I was ever this small. So bright. How could I have known then? Came and went like the tide. Well, people do, don't they? On the day he left, I doubt he said anything. Certainly not goodbye. I think that's all Mum wanted. 
the understanding of a definite departure. Not an open-ended story that might conclude on terms she couldn't control. Why else up and leave? Move to Minnesota. Only so far a bad memory can follow you, I guess. She always used to say to me, if you're looking for solid ground, a stone will never break. I didn't really know what she meant for a while, but it's as I'm older I realized she was talking about him. Not just when it came to this metaphor, but but for every story she ever told me. Yours faithfully, sincerely, and politely, with best regards, wishes, and hugs, Christopher Holloway. Kiss. Kiss. Good. Mom? Mom! What is it, kid? How's this for a paper aeroplane? I... Yes, it's... It's splendid. You're getting good at this folding stuff, aren't you? Can you throw it up the chimney, please? What? To reach the pirates. Kit. My aim sucks, but you've done it lots of times, right? I... Um... (laughs) All right, love. I'll certainly try. Thank you. (laughs) Can I have a bath before supper? Have you done all your homework already? Yes! Hmm, such a clever little one. Too clever. (laughs) Yes, you can have a bath. (laughs) And extra bubbles, if you fold all your clothes up neatly. I will. (laughs) Don't read it, okay? It's top secret. (gasps) Absolutely not. It's against pirate code to read another pirate's letter. Good. I was always skeptical about Santa, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy because visiting every kid in the world just didn't seem reasonable. But the pirates only visited me, so obviously they were real. Oh gosh. Come on, girl, get it together. Come on. I distinctly remember picking a letter out of my sandbox and how it truly seemed to solidify their existence. Dear Captain Holloway. I still have it. And if I reread it, it's sort of obvious that Mum wrote it. First and foremost, we would like to congratulate you on managing to send this message. You must have a very good arm. Were it not for the cause of this letter, we could put it to most zealous use aboard our schooner. I've never met anyone else who slants their F's or P's quite like she does, or actually gives their Z's a tail. We're very sorry to hear of your sad situation. If the moon could weep, the heavens would have opened. But I'm glad I didn't figure it out right away. We have even asked the stars to shine extra brightly for you tonight. My mom helped me see the wonder in everything. As for your request from the captain... She made me believe in pirates that lived on the moon. It is our duty as humble pirates that we tell you he is no longer our captain. She told me years later how she would set aside a few pennies every day and bury them for me after I went to sleep. Because he has broken the moon's heart and run away with a shooting star. She'd put on a big coat and made a jetpack out of cereal boxes and foil with a fishbowl on her head. Taking with him all the treasure we kept for you. So that if I tried to sneak a look at them through my window, 
I'd really think it was a visitor from outer space. We were aghast to think he could do it. For even pirates should stay with the one they love. And now we have nothing that we can send you. Except this letter and our advice. Nothing could have made me happier than the amazing way she saw the world. The way she taught me to see it. If you truly wish to stop your mother from ever being sad, then you need only the true kind of buried treasure. And that is what is inside each of us. Be kind to her and hold her whenever you do not see her smiling. Do not let go until she is. Listen to what she tells you, but not every time. Pirates don't obey every rule, do they? Laugh as loudly as you can and challenge her to be louder. Be everything that we know you are from the letters she has sent us. Be yourself, always. Nothing will make her happier. As my crew members write this now, we realize this will be the last time we send anything to you. Without the captain, the moon cannot go on alone. While you must look after your mother, we must do the same for our beloved moon. However, we cannot say goodbye without first saying how beautiful your letter was. The way you write has touched us all. If you were to become a writer, we dare say you would touch the sun. <laughs> she never officially told me why Dad left, or when. Couldn't bear it, I suppose, but that's okay. Some things in life are just like that. My dad was the captain, and that's enough for me to know. I was never fully sure if she was the moon. But either way, he hurt her. He took advantage of her kindness, and to me, or anyone that knows her, that is unforgivable. I'm sure he mistook her kindness for softness, but that was his mistake. Kind people are not born that way. They don't stumble into it. They are made out of hardship and heartbreak, and that is how I know my mom is the hardest fucker on the planet. My dad may be fickle sand, but she is the stone that never breaks. Of course, even stone changes shape in time. But I think it's a willing compromise. This was all I wanted to see. Just these few moments, these snapshots of oh-so-brief joy. But now I've seen them. I feel like I need to remember so many more. And I can hear her like a bird on the wind. Why can I hear her? One mention, and it's like she's louder than my thoughts. An echo that begs to be followed, and I... I know I should just think of going and not where I've been, but... Her name makes me know her all over again. And... I can see the sunrise on the horizon. Falling Birds Act 1 
The Crane. Written and directed by Elizabeth Plant of Nettle Hunt Productions. Here, Kit Holloway is played by Rambunctious VA. Miranda Holloway is played by Meredith Lisa Jones. Young Kit is played by Amos Rand. And The Moon is played by Elizabeth Plant. We all live in the magic of every day. Don't be afraid to touch the sun. <laughs>